so I feel like I do. Welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina. We are joined for our quarterly shooting of the shit with my two favorite ladies, Shy and Mimi. Say hello, my queens. Hello, this is Shy. It's Mimi. And we are just going to be talking about what's on our mind. We ain't got no itinerary. We just going to flow with the conversation. What's been going on, ladies? Mm. <laughs> Why is Shirley like Why? a deer in the headlights for five seconds? Like That's probably how she felt. <laughs> I mean, I just said what's going on, ladies. Oh. That's a basic question. Hi, how you doing? That's, you know, you know, That's a loaded question. I was gonna say, have, have you have oh, you been okay. to the grocery right. store? Right. <laughs> have you been anywhere? But yeah, I can't find no no flaming hot white cheddar popcorn for smart Sounds food disgusting. anywhere. Oh, it those is are good. not. Those oh, are no. so good, no, and they are literally. Never on the fucking shelves, and even if you do catch it, don't on a you Thursday, only go? You, get you two only bags. go to Walmart. Don't you only go to Walmart? <laughs> no, go somewhere else. Walmart, Giant Eagle, Target. The motherfuckers what? are coming what after the, the smart fuck food. Is a Giant because, Eagle? Well, you don't have. You live in Illinois. You have you different in, places. Hey, okay. first of all, I, I have read. No, no, no. I've read three. <laughs> Really terrible shits that has happened in the last couple of weeks, and those people are from Ohio. So I'm gonna need you to stay what? in your Midwest lane. Don't okay. be talking shit about me with that weird ass store, <laughs> Giant Eagle. That's probably why they ain't got nothing. Hey, we got so, public sounds, and Kroger. Sounds generic. Sounds yeah. generic. Oh, we got fancy stuff in Georgia. Public <laughs> and Kroger. Public. That is fancy. I went to a Publix when I was in Washington. And it was Publix. amazing. See, what I mean, amazing. Was, it was it was all right. No, it was amazing. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I go it where the fucking right. cheap is. Okay, that's, that's Walmart, it. And, that's, and that and that's, that's why you can't find your stuff. Right, Walmart. But no, it's no universal. stores that are not cheap. No, they, no, they that's, they, that's three ninety eight a pop. Okay, that's three ninety eight a pop. They keep their shelves stocked. But Whenever I'm something you, is the ninety eight invaded. Okay, no stores that ain't they have invaded are and they just targeting because they don't want to. They they were in love with the the Chester smart the Chester's popcorn, right? The Chester's hot popcorn, but it's four forty eight a bag. But the exact kind, the exact almost better kind of the white cheddar is only three ninety eight a bag. So what they doing is just getting the smart food one that was healthier that we was getting for our benefit of being healthy, but they doing it because they just want to be cheap and have something to substitute. I'm just really tired of the food stamp people who got the 40 bags in there is all I'm saying. Can you leave some for us? Can you leave at least one for the five to 20 that you're about to put in your cart because it's ridiculous. Mimi, stop looking like that. Because <laughs> she don't understand how real it is. She don't understand I, I, you be going I to five don't. fucking stores and you can't find one thing that you're judging I, for. No, I told you about my collard green issue and I had to, <laughs> I had to buy the bags. Oh, no. My ancestors were <laughs> probably disgusted. I know how it feels. I know how it feels. Y'all laughing, but I'm still not over it. 
Well, who makes yeah. bad collard greens? White people. They should have bought. Lead the bundles for us black folks. I blame oh, TikTok. You got a different problem, see yo, but your problem. I blame is, TikTok. Well, my problem is it's different. Play TikTok. <laughs> no, because it. I'm telling you, you, I, you're not on these social medias like I, I am. Sure, am not. Ever since black people started like showing how to cook things, white people like. I'm serious. Like, you know how they have like black eyed peas for New Year? I saw this video of this white woman making black eyed peas. Bitch, you the reason, your ancestors are the reason we gotta eat that shit. And now, and, hey, that was the and, leftovers, motherfuckers. And now you use it, our tradition on New Year's. I hope your luck is fucking awful. I hope the ancestors come around and drop kick your ancestors and you don't get no luck at all. This is a great segue, Christina. This is a great segue into why white people got to co-op everything about us but try to tell us that we are lesser than. No, did you hear that they're calling the fade the Travis Kelsey? What? What? I don't even know what the fade is. You got to catch it up. You don't you okay? You don't have the haircut? okay. The haircut that black men been getting oh. since the turn of the century. Oh, you know, hell no. They, no, they have no. And the no. swag surf, they think they think um, Taylor Swift created the swag surf. Oh no, Taylor they, Swift is uh, like apparently the worst of all white women. She get on my nerves. If you Google the Travis Kelsey haircut, you'll see. What I just I just found out, and I'm like, I know you fucking lie. That, apparently it's really popular. Barbers, barbers are being asked. I would like to Travis Kelsey. You mean a fucking fade? <laughs> That's what happens when people wow. in the suburbs get on social media I'm looking, and I'm they found something. Up. How you gonna colonize swag surfing in a fade? Y'all, swag y'all, don't even y'all, sound like a word y'all could come up with. They don't. I don't know what they don't call it. Shit. Swag surfing. They call it something else, but it's swag surfing. At least it's they unrhythmic as attempt at it. Saw so you flipping me off when I said sure, Jan. I didn't flip. I'm I'm uh scrolling through my. I'm trying to see if I can find it so I can send it to you, Christina. I didn't. I'm looking. Make through. any sense to me in any type of way? I feel like some some. Somehow in the last three years, I have aged about 99 years ahead of my time. And I feel so fucking ancient at this point. All right. It says mainstream media is getting called out for crediting Travis Kelsey with making a fade haircut popular. It's always been popular. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? I told you. I told you. They, They calling it the Travis Kelsey. They try to rewrite history. Your, your face was my face in real yesterday. time. Shy, I fell in the rabbit hole yesterday, and that's exactly how I looked. It was awful. I got three I was, boys, and they I was getting, mad. They were getting fades since they were one. My mm-hmm. my son got a fade right now. Yeah, my oldest has a fade. My other two got dreads. I I just They're probably don't gonna you know appropriate that the other dreads. They they they, they do. Hmm. I already tried to do that. Like they weren't popular too. I don't know. This white guy did it. Uh, Usher got a fade. Oh, what? What is happening? What is happening? Usher been out for thirty years. Uh, y'all see? See? Y'all doing too see. much. Mm. Doing too much. 
doing all the way too much. I mean, why didn't this I, I bathe? Get, this is why I do not go out in the streets. I'm telling you. Mm-mm, this is why I, I do not I go can't. out in the streets. I, I, I do not have the... I can't playing even. in our face. I'm like, come on now. We're right here. What are you talking about? I know. I know. My child I'm tries not, to keep I, me up with the... the <laughs> oh, here she come. Maya! <laughs> Maya! Hey, oh, you didn't know Maya. I was on a call. You didn't hear oh, my voice outside the door. I think she got Christy to got on headphones, so Why her daughter ain't gonna hear us. Yeah, she can't hear us. Oh, come say hi. Oh, she don't look good. She don't look good. You always nope. look good. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. They said you're beautiful. You're beautiful. She ain't got a bra on. Oh, oh she We're do. We're used to it. We, your mom's boobies. I was, gonna, I, was, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say that more nicely, but yes, yes. Hey, can you close the door? Or are you just gonna be? A Wait, shy, I have no, a question. Be back. Your your team made it to the Super Bowl, right? Did it this same? Did these two <laughs> same teams uh, play against <laughs> each other before? 2019. Yeah, whatever. Is that the the? Is that the? Is that the other brother? The the other is he on their team? The other the Kelsey brother, Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey's other brother? No. no, he played for the Eagles. Yeah, they he, oh. he played them last year. And oh, lost. it was last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you lost. That's why you had Stand that face Kelsey like that. Boys. I feel like that's. They, I feel like people I feel just like... jump on to everything, everything. that's a second thought. It's a second thought that just keep on. No, we can't have anything. We cannot have anything. No, no, we kept talking about the vid, and then they took that. (laughs) I mean, they talk about white privilege. Now they took that too. I know to use for word or woke. That's what I meant. Oh Oh, god! Oh my gosh! I mean, they've been using that that all the time. Look, I have a, I have a, 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 a white good friend, and I had to tell her to stop it. It's like, can we, can you stop using that word? <laughs> it, it's it's not for you. It's it was not never for it. you. Stop and it. it's not even it's not a new word either. With, That's what bothers exactly. Right. But it's like, does it have why you gotta use woke? Like, come on, let's come up with another word. Cause y'all using it too much and y'all using it wrong and y'all it's 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 no, no. It's not even too it's 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 become a metaphor now for whoever is using it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's why when I say it's not for you, like really, it was meant to just be between black people. But like always, y'all got to take y'all happier, even when y'all are trying to help some of y'all white people. It's like help by using your white privilege, not by trying to speak for me. Yeah, right. Because exactly. I don't need you to speak for me. I know mm-hmm. how to use my own words to describe my situation. And how more about importantly, you let me. I- get that credit score right let you co-sign on my credit card <laughs> I, as I a signature <laughs> so we can get my credit score up that's a mess a mess i what? i it, it bothers me though because like sometimes like you fighting this battle for you not me because it's not exactly. even worth it to me like i know when i want to speak up and you not even giving me that option like i think that's what bothers me the most like you going so hard for yourself because right. I'm quiet. Or what you're offended. <laughs> right. uh, don't be offended on my behalf. Like, let him be offended. Like, I was I, offended. I, Bitch, I wasn't. 
I'm gonna be <laughs> chuckling like a motherfucker. It was funny. I, and and then I feel like if you offended, then you need to tell them about you. Like it offended yeah. you, and you yeah. you have a right to be like. I remember I was at a, a, a like a work like it was like a work party. I didn't want to go, but one of my other friends he asked me to go with him. But the the girl that invited us, I just you know how you just know somebody racist. <laughs> I was like, I told him I didn't want to go. And it kind of like when we pulled in the parking lot, cause he drove, I was like, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to like this place. And I, I think I'm going to call, this was before Derek was born. It was like way before he was born. I was like, I didn't want to call Darren and have him come pick me up. He's like, no, please just come here with me. Um, he was a coworker. We worked at a restaurant. He was like, I promise I'll go. And I just don't want to go by myself. I guess out of everybody, he thought me, me and him were the closest. Anyway, I told him, I was like, I'm just letting you know, I already know what kind of party this is going to be. As soon as I walk in, her boyfriend has a Confederate flag belt. Okay? Oh, God. <laughs> and he looked at me. I was like, I told you. And I was just waiting. I was like, I need to leave. I called Darren. But before Darren even got there, they started saying, nigga this, nigga that, nigga this. And he got so mad on my behalf. And I was like, I told you this was going to happen. I was like, I know as a white man, you cannot understand. But when I feel it, I feel it. I've never been wrong. Okay. You just know. And I, he was like, but it's so, I was like, it's okay for you to be upset. You have a right to be upset because you're offended, but don't be offended on my behalf. I knew what, I knew what we was walking into. You tell, you go off on them for you, well, not yeah, for no. me. Like mm-hmm. you, you tell them why you're upset. I'm not about to argue with these people. You think me yelling at them going to change their opinion. I didn't want to come to this in the first place. Cause I knew exactly what was going to happen. And he was like, but you can't just let it go. Yes. The fuck I can. I do it all the time. <laughs> people, he, you talk to Right. Them. Right. And that's what I told him. And this was like, I don't know, like 2004 or five. This was way before like people got more. I guess conscientious about understanding, but like he was so mad at me for not being mad. I'm not mad because I knew what I knew this was going to happen. Like you could just tell, I could tell cause we were worked at a restaurant and I could tell the way she treated her black tables that she was racist. I'm not fucking stupid. And I've been black my whole life. I know what I'm looking at. I know what I see. I know what I hear. And just because someone's never blatantly called me a nigga to my face, I see the way you treat other people of color. You think I don't, you, so you going to be racist to a Mexican and Asian person, but you love black people. Come the fuck on. That's not how that shit works. And I knew, I knew it. And he was just so, he was mad at me for not being mad. And I was like, boy, bye. I just, I'm glad you're tickled, Christine. I'm just saying like some, some white people just need to understand like it's, it's, this is new for you. I know Un, like realizing that racism really exists when you're white, especially when it's something you've never seen, is a sh- culture shock. But the first time I got called the N word, do you know how old I was? I was six. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I understand you're. This is new to you. It's not new to me. You know, black people, black people, we experience it all the time. It's something we um, we can't hide that we're black. So. I know this is a hard time for you, but you need to deal with that shit yourself. <laughs> this is a hard time for you. I didn't know what else to say to him, but when Darren yeah. came to pick me up, I was like, deuces, I'm out. You know, I've never been called the N-word to my face. Oh, well, I'm glad you have not. But either. I, go ahead. No, so, but, <laughs> but I mean, obviously I've, I've, not obviously, but I've experienced 
racism, I just never been called the N word to my face. A lot of my the racism is is in the form of micro aggression mm-hmm. and also misogynistic stuff. So I already told y'all about that through my military experience. Being a female, oh, yeah. being a black female, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Were you born in Georgia? Like born and raised no, in Georgia? Connecticut. I was born and raised oh, in Connecticut. I was. I. I was. I was when I was a nigger. I was in Georgia. <laughs> Because that's where I was born. So I feel like if you're like a, like if you were born in the South, you're more likely. Because I don't like, I know Derek has heard like people like, like, because he does online gaming and apparently like that's just a cesspool of racism. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. (laughs) I'm not surprised. That's where the incels hang. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know Darren hears it all the time. And I know Derek has heard, like, I've heard him like say something about someone saying the N word, but I don't think that it's been direct like directed in his face right and i i i just so i don't i don't think it happens as much because we're in the midwest but i think if we were in the south i think for sure he would it would have happened to him because i was on the school bus and the guy wanted to sit by the little kid wanted to sit by the window and i said no and he was like fine nigger and i was like i'm still sitting by the window (laughs) Oh, no. All I remember is saying, I'm still not gonna move. Like and I like it's <laughs> like the word just, didn't change. Like, it didn't. Happening. I mean and, and I think my feelings got hurt afterwards, but I was so determined, like now you really ain't gonna get this window seat. But I'm just saying it was something as simple as that. And I was and he dropped the N word. Well they just said like racism it. is really uh, the word Bill Burr uses is race real racism is quiet. So like when the first time I got called and N word. It was like I was ten, and the person that was calling me was on a bike and looked like a hobo. So I'm looking <laughs> at him like, as soon as he called us, and then like, you niggas, we was laughing. We're like, how are we gonna be fucking offended when your ass clearly fifty years in the future are not doing well? You the real nigger, the right. actual definition of the and word, and that's probably why he was mad. And that's it's why like, sometimes it's like so that the the power of it sometimes I think uh, depends on the situation too because it's like okay you can use that word to hurt me but if it doesn't have the effect that you think it does then it's just a word like any other okay bitch right so <laughs> and that's and that's exactly why I don't care like when white people be like I should be able to use the word nigger like fine let them have it and we'll just start calling them niggas that's my personal opinion we can right? turn that shit on them but that's just me like I don't get offended when a white person call me that and maybe it's I've been desensitized which is what people say which is probably true but that doesn't change it doesn't hurt my feelings mm-hmm. I mean like, you, you shouldn't just, be mad at me because I do not have because I was able to get that power back. Right. I just, I feel like there's a, there's way more hurtful things about me that, that you could say than me being black. I'm actually proud of being black. And if you want to refer to my blackness as me being a nigga, that's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, if you yeah, say that's... my boob is lopsided, I might be like, bitch. <laughs> Are they lopsided? Are they? I see them a lot, so I don't know. I didn't notice. <laughs> you see them a lot. Oh my God. They're always What's on been display. happening in your dream, Shy? Whatever. What's been happening in your dream? <laughs> They're always, 
Yeah, I think she means you always every right every time we on a video chat. They they do make an appearance. I'm just saying. I ain't they say can, I ain't put them out. And, they can't and help right it. now. They can't help it. <laughs> they, can't help. They, they they fighting for them lives in that little ass shirt. About <laughs> <laughs> <My> friend. That's <laughs> a West. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> Speaking of white people, <laughs> not a good transition. <laughs> Go ahead. You get a big boobs. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. PD sent us on Twitter, not Instagram, <laughs> a message in which a black pastor, well, actually it was two people talking. It was Cat Williams, who you know how I love for his ignorance, all of it, <laughs> all of his ignorance, because he'd be right on the money, ignorant, like good, and then ignorant, ignorant, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> it depends on when you catch him. And then a pastor, but they were both saying the same thing, basically, which we were referencing early is how, how I'm kind of wrapping it up is that us as black people sometimes don't understand our worth when it should be very obvious when you look at white people and how much they have depended on black people for not only their survival, but because of the superior um, behaviors and traits that we possess, which is why America also is, it it influences a lot of the culture. And yet we are continuously, not only white people trying to put us down, but ourselves victimizing our mindset instead of starting to move past that and embrace what it is about them that they fear so much from us and why we were the ones chosen out of the Native Americans, out of the Chinese, out of the Iranian, out of the Asian, to be the ones to build this country. Thoughts? I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I summed up when 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 I was listening to it. Yeah, because I I I think what really stood out to me was because the pastor said it more, I guess, eloquently than Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. But I uh, when he was saying, you know, how you know they they made it illegal for slaves to read and learn, but we're, you know they also have this idea that we're like innately just stupid and it just really like I don't know it just it I think it resonated with me just because I know I see it all the time when they say like you know especially black women we have to be like five times better than like a mediocre white man just to get you know something similar in life and I feel like it it just it made me realize that like I don't think we do value our worth just because society is always telling us that we 
aren't enough. You know, one of the things I keep seeing on TikTok is there's this like, I I don't know why she's famous. She's an influencer, but she's really popular. She's like um, a white girl who I guess started like revamping uh, NFL things like to make it look more fashionable. Her name's Alex something or the other. I don't know. But I'm like looking at her like take like a jersey and like turn it into a like a skirt and like a crop top. I'm like, weren't they? I knew black girls that was doing that when we were in college and I graduated in like 2006. And I'm like, why is she famous for this? Like an influencer. This, the, you know, this isn't, this isn't new, but it, then it just, like I said, and then I saw that video of Cat Williams and it's just, it's, it, it all connects to me. But I like I just never put it all together. It's just it's one of those things when they act like why is affirmative action necessary? If you look at the way even the how we live now, it is the same thing. Like black people just will never be equal to white people. And I think it all stems from the same thing. It's just back, you know, Jim Crow, slavery, segregation, all that stuff. It's 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 a lot to like process, a lot to think about and a lot to talk about, especially, you know, this is Black History Month and I'm trying not to be bitter mm-hmm. and mad, <laughs> but it just, it all connects to me. And I think seeing that video and seeing him put into words about everything, it really, it just, it kind of makes me think that things are never going to be equal because it, it would get to the point where black people would surpass everybody else. And that's just my personal opinion. That's why it's important for them to keep us down. I don't know how else to say it. Well, I think that, I mean, me and my friend was talking about this um, because you brought up affirmative action, but the people that the, demographic that benefited the most from affirmative affirmative action is white women not black people and I so didn't know that. but the narrative out there is that black people are, are the ones primarily benefiting from that when it's not the case if you really look at the, t- the statistics on it it's white women and so that when we were having that conversation i didn't know that until we had that conversation you know me and my friend and so it's like, it just brings it into all into perspective. Again, there's the narrative and then there's the actual facts of the matter. And that's something that is frustrating for me um, because we put this out, this image, this thing out there. And I think that's what that video uh, sign- signaled to me was, again, it's a narrative that is put out there, but it's not actual, the factual was facts. And yes, I tell my sons this all the time. And I'm glad that they just like my I, I told y'all my middle son is at an HBCU is to be proud of who you are. And I know like for my oldest son, he's biracial, my other two are, you know, fully black. But I still give the same message regardless. Um, and the reason why I do that, and it's something I had to learn, because growing up, it wasn't something, it was just, I think I've said this to you guys before when we were doing Mixish, the, uh, talk about it with Mixish, is I never had to think about being Black because I never, I was never treated differently when I was growing up in Connecticut. So I didn't know being Black was different than being white, if that made sense. Um, my mom didn't treat me like, oh yeah, you're less than, or hey, make sure, 
I, I just, it didn't occur to me that I'm supposed to be different than the, my white counterparts until I went into the military. And then I started meeting other, you know, people from other parts of the world. So I guess in some ways I was kind of sheltered from a lot of that. And so my exposure to what's really going on in society didn't really occur until I was an adult. But a foundation, a strong foundation was already laid for me to where I'm not, you're not going to talk to me. Any, I mean, like, I don't care. You're, you're my equal. I, you can think what you want, <laughs> but I know who I am and I know who you are. And that's, we're going to operate accordingly. And so, and that's always been my thing, even to this day. And I think, <laughs> and I say this all the time when I'm at work, you know, because now I'm in the, I'm at the table, so to speak. Um, and I mean, we talked about that before, you know, my promotions up and I'm sitting and I'm the only minority where I'm at. And so it's like, you know, I'm not going to be silent. I'm good. I mean, if I think this is stupid, I'm going to say it's, I mean, professionally speaking, but I'm not going to sit there and, and not say anything. If there's, I feel there's injustice. If I feel there's, you know, like this doesn't make sense, I'm going to say it. And I know a lot of the times they hate when I'm bringing up stuff because they want to go with status quo. And I'm like, no, we're not going to go with status quo because there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And I'm going to fight for what's right. And, and I mean, it's easy. It would be easy for me to sit there and just be in my place, so to speak. But it's hard for me to do that again, because of how we, our culture, what we've been having to deal with, to sit back and to continue to be silent. Like someone has to push the envelope. Someone has to be that one. And so I'm, I've decided that if not, if not me, then who? And so that's been my attitude throughout my life is if it's not me, then who? In the military, it was bad. Um, being a black female in the Marine Corps is not, I've seen a lot of the underlying microaggressions, all that stuff. The pretty white female, you know, gets the promotion faster than me because she's doing, you know, because she's attractive in their eyes. Whereas me, yes, uh, I mean, I'm not thinking I'm ugly, but culturally speaking, society speaking, that's more appealing. And so they gravitate towards that more so than me, even though I'm working harder, I'm doing more she's getting the benefits because she can smile, she can do whatever the thing, whatever the case is. So I don't know if I'm going off topic, but mm -mm. I've seen that my, the, you know, my whole, my whole adult life, I started to see the disparities between the races. I've started to see how this person gets credit for doing less because they're white, because they're more appealing to the eye and I have, like you said earlier, Mimi, I have to work twice as hard just to show that I des I'm deserving of the same things that this person is. So I, it frustrated me. It, it, I had a lot, I built up a lot of resentment sometimes in the military, when I was in the military and I had to fight that and just keep pushing forward because again, I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to let you push me to the background and just, you know, be in my place. No, I'm going to continue to push, continue to fight and, you know, assert myself where I feel I belong. So I have a, quite a few commentary comments that we're going to come back to. 
because I have uh, decided I'm going to be the listener of this podcast. Um, <laughs> what? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm Didn't working on myself. Um, one of the things that I think you brought up, Mimi, and then it kind of piggybacks off of what Shy said when you mentioned TikTok. This is why I am more and more so not on social media nearly. And I get why people are because my daughter comes and she informs me enough and that's all I need. <laughs> and then I'll just have Mimi fill in the rest of the conversation <laughs> that I need to know. But mainstream media creates perceptions of lies. And those perceptions of those lies are sometimes a lot of people more so than we realize in this country is the only window outside of their world. And comedians, what I love about watching comedian specials, the good ones always point out those little small things that we don't realize have a bigger impact. Again, Bill Burke is my favorite when he's like, yeah, my only reference for black people was the hip hop videos. And I'm like, you guys got all the bitches and the money and you're still not happy. What's the problem? And another comedian like Chris Rock will point out, why do people act like when things happen it bad in this country, it only happens to black people or brown people? Like we are the majority percentage in the country and we're fucking not. So if... 80% of fucking people are unemployed. 60% of those people are white. When you look into those specials, like I've watching a lot of lately poverty in the USA. I'm really shocked at how many Negroes and Mexicans are not in that equation. And trust me, when they are in that equation, they handle it so differently. Yeah. So very differently. So that also is a huge thing, which leads back once again to the the video you sent, which I'm going to ask you back is when are, like Shai said, Black people going to take ownership of that, of that, what you're saying, I'm not going to sit back and I'll leave it with the story and then I'll send it back over to you because this is actually real time happened. And it's been happening since I've been at this new job, you know, um, and I get what my, my white coworkers are trying to do, right. They're trying to protect me, you know, cause I've been on about six months now. I've done my thing. I haven't spoken much, you know, I let my brand show for me, but now that my brand's shown and you can see what I can do, I'm like, okay, a little question here, little question there, little question here. You going to send me a list not even 24 hours before the next day and you telling me you want this done in the morning, that's not fucking happening because I am a person that deserves to have courteously been told that you were doing this. I have no problem helping out my teammates, but you will be not rude and just throw a list on me. And I gave that feedback. And then the feedback I got in my inbox from my white coworkers is, well, you don't want to put a target on your back. You don't want to speak out too much, you know, just, you know, just, 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 uh, just go with just the flow. Take it. Mm. Just not say anything. And finally, after the th- third time, this is a male white and he really is. We cool. 
as hell, said it to me. I said, sir, I've been in this game 10 fucking years and I'm still here. I know what it is to not say anything. And I know what it is to overly speak. And I found my way through both of that. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and be treated like shit when I am performing above and beyond what fucking 70% of these people, you giving me a list for someone else. I'm new. I ain't had a fucking list yet. So no, I'm going to stand in my worth and demand things that aren't even that hard to provide. You can provide me courtesy. That is something that is standard practice. And I, did anyone who I said that to have a problem with me saying that to? Not one fucking person. Did the next week, guess what happened? They were sending out them things. Okay, on Tuesday, we're going to send this list. And just to know, you, you know, so you're all aware of it. You know, thank you so much for your help. Cool. Fine. Absolutely would love to help. Banged it out for you. Send them a gift that said, you got it, dude. And they laughed. <laughs> that is how you take back that voice that is continuously telling us we cannot. But when are our Black men and women going to start doing that versus, like I said, this victimology? Like the victim mentality seems to be more prevalent than the one he's saying, we are better. Why is that? I think it it starts mostly with um, education. Like, I feel like a lot of Black women right now are like, we're out educatingly, like we're out, we're smarter and more educated than our Black male counterparts. And I feel like there's a subgroup of Black women who allow certain black men to be a certain way and they don't ever speak out. And this is just my personal opinion. I feel like until we can make it so that everyone understands and and wants to educate themselves and wants to uplift them, because I know you understand this, Christina, some people are okay with being stagnant. Like they're the way they are. They're fine with that. They don't want to do better. They're okay with struggling. They, and then they have a bunch of kids and the kids go through the same thing. So I feel like until we can get more people educated, more people understanding that you can have a different life, you don't even have to go to school to be more educated. Like just get out in the world, leave the neighborhood that your family and their family, it, it's been four or five generations in that same neighborhood. Even sometimes just moving to a different area can teach you different things. Being around the same group of people, y'all spewing the same uneducated, stupid shit isn't helping anybody. And I think that's a part of the problem because people, black women and men that I know that are more educated or even just more life experience have a more of an open mind. So I feel like that's step one to let people understand that there's more outside of the little space that you know. Shaq? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, basically, uh, 
what I said earlier, I mean, and, and to bounce off what Mimi said, definitely it starts with education. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the better you do, I feel. Um, and so it starts with that. And my thing is just to, I'm the, my aunts and uncles only have high school you know, diploma. And then my mom, as an adult, she went back to, you know, she went to school and got her degree. And then the next generation, there's more people that are having college education, like myself, my sister, you know, and then the next, you know, so it, it, I mean, not to say that's the mainstream, but I'm just saying where as generations go, we have to, that it starts with that, laying that foundation, I feel, um, for those that, aren't in that or and it, and it could be as simple as just like my mom had me when she was a teenager my most of my aunts had kids as a teenager the next generation they had kids more so in their 20s then as you know so and then the next generation it's just like my boys you know old they're, they're all young adults now they don't have any they're not no they don't got baby mamas you know they're they're about something they're trying to achieve something because they've seen their mom be about something and trying to achieve something and i've taught them you know want more for yourself want this want that, you know that kind of stuff so it's it's hearing here is the hearing of you know all of that as a kid and if not that then when you go out into the world and you see that there's better, you do that. But you're right. If you're staying in that same neighborhood, that same whatever, you're just going to stay stuck there, stay stagnant there. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's very, very convoluted. It's complex on how it's, how it's done. But it, has, it just starts with a mentality. It starts with, like I said, and like you said, Christina, you know, we have to not just sit back and just take it. it. I mean, even if, even if it's that, and then we, and I feel like we have to pay it for it because when I became a supervisor, um, you know, I was the first, like I said, the first black, um, supervisor in that whole, in that County. No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Second one. It'd been a while. So it's been, it was, you know, it was one Hispanic person and everyone else was white. It had been a minute since there was a black person in that, in that role. Um, and then once I got there and then I went to the next step level, I mean, not to say, I, I don't know if I ever told this story, but, um, a, a supervisor left and my supervisor, they were uh, hiring for the next supervisor, uh, to take on that position. And there was a couple of black females that were amazing. I'm talking amazing, but they were not like, ooh, for, you know, like, you know, for, you know, again, back to what I said about my, back in the military, they weren't smiling in your face. They were just getting the job done. They were accomplishing the mission, getting the job done. They just wasn't smiling in your face. They wasn't doing all that foo-foo stuff. And so, and then there was this one girl who work ethic was shit. But she was friendly. Everybody I'm liked her. Then tell us about this girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, and then they, but she applied for this position. And I'm like laughing, like, why the hell is she applying for this position? She ain't going to get it. Cause she was, 
I was supervising her for a minute and I'm like, this girl is not, mm -mm, she's not it. <laughs> Excuse me. So when they announced, when they announced that she got the position, I mean, I professionally told my supervisor about herself because she called me and told me about it. And I'm like, are you serious? And so I'm like laying out and I, I told her, I point blank told her, I don't agree with your decision. I don't agree with what you just did. And but like, y'all going to do what y'all want. But I'm telling you, I have a problem with this decision that y'all made for you know this reason and that reason. Um, she didn't get promoted. I mean, I, I don't know why, but it didn't happen. But I was, I was not, no, I'm not going to sit back and let this happen without saying something. I mean, it could still happen because it's out of my control, but I'm, you're going to know my thoughts on it. You're going to know that I think this is effed up. And so, and then when the one girl, she uh, applied for another supervisor that left position and she got it. Um, they love, they loved her. She ended up leaving last year, you know, to go back to North Carolina, the best, I mean, one of the best supervisors. And you could have had her like two years earlier, a year and a half earlier, but because y'all playing this shady shit, you know, this, she's not the right fit, right? Cause she's not smiling in your face, but she gets her, she gets the job done. She, she's no nonsense. She, I'm like, that's what we want. But I, but it, I, I got a caveat on that. And I think that comes back to what this focus shift conversation is not the things that are with, not within our control or I think I'm saying the opposite. Out of our control. The, yeah. thing, the thing it is, you mentioned it too. It's like, it's hard not to be angry. And then it's like the, you're bringing up the, the way the system is, is, is skewed, not in our favor. Those things are not going to change. The only thing that's going to change is you and how you are going to approach that. My anger has waned. Like, I want to be angry some days, but even when I'm angry, it's like, it's so hard. One is so energetically exhausting. That's why I go and watch people in Gahana. <laughs> because, you know, if I'm mad about this, shit, what the fuck are they mad? Like, this is a everyday life. And I'm not saying that to erase or diminish what my only my issues are, but it also puts in perspective to appreciate the things that I do have, which is that voice to speak up. Yes, we always focus on the things we are not accomplishing. And what that pastor was saying to me is, why don't we shift that negative energy and put it into the things we can and education is not just about what college you went to. That's a piece of paper to qualify for a job. That's not education. That's not emotional intelligence. Those things are not taught in school. Those things are taught yourself that you yourself have to come to conclusions yeah. about that no one's going to tell you. And then you have to understand that the world is malleable and those things are going to shift and it's okay because you're a person. But I do feel that right now, and how do you feel about the polarization that's happening that I feel is hunkering down every camp further more than any progressiveness. It's about what we're owed 
versus, well, yeah, we're owed this, but ain't nobody coming to fucking pay. So are we just going to sit here and talk about how we owed or are we just going to go out there and say, how do I get money out of your fucking pocket into mine? How do I jump in there? Like you were saying, they don't, they, they may be just people that did their job. I was like that, right? I'm just a person to do that. I don't like sucking up to people. I don't hear, I don't like hearing about your fucking dogs. I don't care about you, what you did last week. I don't, I genuinely don't, but I have to fake it. I have to fake it. And two years ago, I would have never wanted to bend like that to fit into what it means. If I have to give you a perception of me, just so you can, again, the brand idea, it's like, I don't need you to know me as a person because I fucking don't want you to know me as a person. But if this is how I have to sell my brand, then yeah, I might have to smile and pretend I care about your fucking dog stories because that is part of the equation, whether we like it or not. And I think that's the difference between white people and black people sometimes is we get mad that we have to to do more than we want to do (laughs) to get to where they are. Well, okay. They were fucking blessed. It's not going to change unless we, we, we get a Villa Villa Gago, whatever Michael Jackson got to, to be white one day it's not the game's not it's rigged we know it's fucking rigged how do we get above that why do we why is polarization now the answer i don't know what you mean by polarization so basically what i've been seeing is like you have the groups let me say it you got black people, you got niggas, you got white people, you got the Trump whites, you got the Trump white women. Everyone's got their own little thing, right? And now everyone's sticking to what that narrative is and they're hunkering down with that narrative. So for, and I can't speak for all of them, I can only speak for black people. The ones I'm seeing, it is everyone that I see around me, it is all about how they're wrong and how they need to pull us out of something. Like, well, why do I have to do anything? Why do I have to adjust? Why do I have to, you know? And then if we are going to be better, then we should just all go to black, uh, black towns, black cities. You know, we don't need to integrate into their society. We should make our own. Which that's not a bad thing, but it's not based on, in my opinion, at least, <laughs> the ideas of a society working together is more like segregation, resegregation. And that to me is not a step forward. That's a step backwards. And it's kind of unrealistic. Well, people are being very unrealistic right now. That's what I mean. about. (laughs) I guess let me, let me bring up the definition too, because that also might help because that is what I'm seeing more. And what I worry about is that people are getting so lost that, they're just trying to hump, hop onto a bandwagon that makes the most sense for them, but requires them to make the the least amount of effort for their perspective to be right. I'm probably not saying that great, but that's that's my summing up <laughs> right now. 
But polarization, the division into two sharply contrasting groups or sets of opinions or beliefs. So, yeah, there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. It's black. It's white. I feel this way. I'm not going to feel any other way, even if there's parts in the middle that you can like we're losing the ability to compromise. And I think that's one of the things that actually have gotten us further, even if it hasn't fixed everything. Well, I I know I've said that a lot of times, especially with, you know, politics. It's like the Democrats are so far like one way and they know that the Republicans aren't going to agree. It's like, why can't you guys just meet somewhere in the middle? That's why nothing is. I feel like economy is getting worse. Like what's going to happen when people can't afford to live anymore? Like it, it can't get any better if people aren't willing to compromise. I don't know what the answer is. And I never yeah. assume to to know. But I know that I didn't like my situation. I didn't like my living situation. I didn't look I looked at my parents. I didn't want to be them. So I made the decision to make different decisions than them so that my life would be different. I don't know why some people, like I said, they're okay with being stagnant. And I feel like that's not something we can change. That's why I'm working on my child to try and make this next generation better. That I feel like at this point, that's all I know I can do. Me be a better person. Me try to, you know, uplift people that are around me, get in the positions I can be in to try and like one of the, one of my goals in life is to get my um, advanced nursing degree so I can be a teacher so I can try and put more black nurses out there in the field. That's like I said, that's all I know that I can do. I want to be um, a nurse practitioner so that I can actually see patients and try and educate black people so that they understand what they need to do when you do go to a doctor that's white and you don't think they're listening to you. But that's all I know I can do is just make myself better so that I can help other people. I find like, and this is just me. This life is stressful enough. I can't be concerned with the next black person. If you're okay with your life, that's you. You you do what you need to do. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to try and make people's lives that I encounter better so that hopefully at some point it can trickle it can trickle its way around and and create more black success. But I don't know what else to do outside of that. Yeah, to Biggie, I mean, ditto what Mimi said. That's basically what I was saying earlier. I mean, by paying it forward. You can only control what's around you. You can't control what Bob, I mean, Susie and Black Susie in California is doing because, I mean, and so for me, that was one of the motivations behind continuing to get promoted, to have a seat at the table so I can have more of a voice so I can pay it for even more. Um, you can't do that. I mean, it's harder to do that, if at all, from the bottom. If I stayed in the same position, stagnant, and then at the bottom, you know, I can voice my opinion, but I, I won't be able to affect change as much as I would be as I am now. And so, like now, I have a whole team of people. And so they see me every day. I'm out there with them. I'm showing them, I'm 
I'm setting an example to them, um, to all races. So not only am I hopefully influencing my own race, but I'm helping, I'm showing a different race, what a black, you know, what a black woman can accomplish. And that the stereotype of a black woman that they may or may not have, I don't know, is may or may not be true. Whether that's a positive, then it's true. And if it's negative, then it's false. So that's the only things I can do is just be myself, try to influence others um, by showing them a version of a black woman that's positive and that's all about something and that's about their success as well as my own success uh, again i'm not just sitting at, sitting at the table i mean sitting in my uh, at my office going oh i've arrived you know good luck everybody else no i'm mentoring i'm teaching it's like um i was part of a program where i went out um a couple of weeks ago where i was talking to teenagers and so they seen a black woman out there talking about leadership with them. And so it's just being out there, being present, and hopefully that one person, you know, gets something out of it. I don't know, um, unless they come up to me sometime later and go, hey, because I saw you here, whatever. I don't know, but my point is just to get out there and, you don't and need let to it know. be known. Yes. And let it be known, be myself, be authentic, and be in a position to be able to do those things because it's important to me. It's like, uh, Mimi was, I mean, I can only control my environment. I've done it with my kids. I'm trying to like do it with the, the, the agency that I'm with and, and just let the chips fall where they may. And at the end of the day, I can hang my hat on the fact that I put my best foot forward. Um, if they're going to think, if they're going to think about black women, how they're going to think about black women, if, you know, after... I mean, okay, that's just the way you want to think because I gave you an example of, you know, uh, no, we're not got, uh, I mean, I'll say this, um, and because it's something that my old, <laughs> we had a situation. I mean, my, my youngest son is dating uh, a Chinese girl. Yeah. She's adopted by a white family. But the mom is racist, <laughs> and so uh, my my that, that don't surprise. I'm about yeah. to say that doesn't surprise me at all. But my son sent sent me a screenshot, me and my oldest son, a screenshot of the conversation between the daughter and the mom, where she's talking about me and saying all the stereotypes, like is she married? You know, does she have, you know, just, is she, you know, just the, the, the typical stuff, like, you know, how many baby daddies she got. And, and my what? oldest was like completely offended. And of course my youngest too, does but she watermelon. Yes. You know, all the things it was, it was really, it obviously it's really racist. Um, and it was like, yeah, we can get mad. I could get, and I, and my initial response was, you know, because my son was being exposed to that. That was my, and not so much for me. I was upset for my son because his girlfriend's mom is saying these things about his mother. And so, um, but of course my oldest was like, ah, you know, talking about my mama. Like, <laughs> they, like, hell no. And so what I did was I took, I brought her, his girlfriend aside, you know, to, in, aside, and we just had a conversation. And I was just teaching her, 
you know, like I understand. And I wasn't, I wasn't angry with her. I wasn't being angry with the mom, but I was educating her on, you know, like, yeah, these are, you know, these are ignorant comments. This is a situation, you know, just teaching her about. She's going to change her mama though. Oh, I know. I know. It was not about the mom. It was Uh. about her because I felt like she was put in a situation where, you know, so I wanted her to say, I don't judge you. You know, this is our life. This is, you know, just educating her. I I don't care about them. I mean, I've never talked to her a day in my life. Um, So it's just that education piece that just continues to happen. And it's like, whatever happens between my son and this one, I mean, this girl, I needed, I, I felt it was important to put my narrative out there versus her continuing to hear her mom's narrative, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just dumb. I was, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like D, yeah. D, D but that's kind of like, but I, maybe cause I think it's cause the inflammatory, I think I'm thinking of my daughter all the time. Cause she's, she has a really bad habit of, of dealing with or being offended by other things that I always say all the time. Like sometimes it's just not racist. It's just dumb. <laughs> Cause if oh, all you can think about is what you read on Friday to assess someone as a person. Yeah. It's just dumb. I'm like, I don't even got time for you. Um, but that's just, I, I, I kind of envy the older generation and of uh, the younger generation in a while because they have less fucks to give, um, particularly when it comes to the older generation. Like we were more brainwashed in the idea that they are the adult. We were supposed to respect right. them. We we're supposed to, whereas the younger generation, like, bitch, I got Google. I'll fucking just see if you correct or not. If you telling me lies, uh, they're just, they're not, they don't have that, that, um, that barrier. I always take credit for that because I tell Derek, the reason you are able to talk to me the way that you do this is, is true. because I feel <laughs> because I feel like I I gave you that authority. The way he be talking to me, if I talk, I remember, I, I will never forget this. I remember my mom slapped me dead in the face because she said I called her a liar when all it was, she she was repeating a story and I was like, no, me. I was like, I, I was like, no, that's not what happened. And she slapped me in the face. And she was like, don't you ever call me a liar. And I'm thinking, bitch, I said what you said wasn't right. I was trying to correct your story. Yeah. A story that I told you that I thought you misunderstood. Same as me. It's exactly the only time my mother slapped me in the face when I was like, no, no, no. And she was telling the story to my aunt. And I was just like, no, no, no. That's not how it, bam. I was I was so shocked I didn't even cry like this bitch is crazy. Oh, I think that's when I realized. And I was and I was not a little kid. I was like I think I was like sixteen. And that's when I realized this bitch is fucking crazy. I was thirteen. I, don't, I was I, I gave that I was bitch like, a hard ass time on the way home. I was like, I never I will I never wanted to be like her. That's what one of the things that I feel like was so important to me about like if if your children understand consequence, like if you tell them you should, like I understand sometimes when they're little and they just keep nagging, like, but why, but why, but why? But when they're genuinely asking a question, like, why is that wrong? And our generation, <laughs> uh, like our parents were like, because I said so. Don't you dare talk back to me. It's like, I'm not talking back. I generally have a question. So I remember 
thinking like I'm never gonna be like this. Like you how don't you know the tell? answer, and you ain't trying to be interested right, in right. me as a fucking person. And that's so, why people yeah. be talking about the good old days, and I'll be like, yeah, you mean <laughs> when parents didn't give a fuck? I mean, y'all act like this. I swear, nostalgia should be a class three felony drug because <laughs> the way in which people forget fucking everything in nostalgia is it's mind boggling to me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Y'all have a really y'all, but that's part of the brain. That's part of what humans do. We rewrite yeah. our own narrative. Right. That's why it's so yeah. very oh, yeah. fucking important to know what the truth is yeah. and stop waiting for other people to it's tell funny. you what that mm-hmm. is. Cause yep. trust me, your own brain ain't even working in your fucking favor. So you have to actively be working out your biases, working out what pisses you off, working out if someone's going to hit this button, mm. how you going to react, how you going to change your behavior. Like I want to curse you out right now, but really, really, I can actually talk to you as a person and probably change our whole thing. But really, I want to curse you out right now. And that's usually how we all react. Versus mm-hmm. taking that moment to be like, let me go 24 hours and think about this and then think about how I reacted and then how you reacted and maybe how we could have done better in the future. Nobody does that because that's too fucking hard. I'm mad. I'm mad at this moment. I'm about to go off about what I'm mad about. That's just I'm not saying we ain't human. I think we need to give ourselves a break for being human too. We fucking human is what we do. We just need to be more consciously aware of how we're setting up. And that's what I wanted them to, the audience to hear ladies, when you both gave your responses, that's what I want people to hear is that ownership of how you taken that into your own lives and how that has changed and how you're paying that forward. Because most people don't hear that. They are just waiting for someone to give them this extra, but you're not, you didn't tell them that you're like, okay, here's column a and column B. And this is what you need to do here. No, 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 no. I, I, I want to make it clear though if they start handing out reparations I'm getting in the fucking Bitch, line everybody's so up in the motherfucking oh, line I, okay <laughs> let me tell you give me stocks to invest <laughs> in okay let me go ahead and get my money I don't oh, yeah, I will be going to get a fucking big screen TV and hey, you got one bitch let's not get it twisted <clears throat> I just I I wanted to make it clear that I'm not opposed of reparations. I just know they not, never gonna come. No, they just not. they use that against us because I saw this one special where they were doing the eviction, and the fucking of course is he had to be a white little Republican man, and they were evicting this lady. He was like, well, they got their stimulus checks, and every time I go in their homes, they got the big screen TV, and I'm just like, oh, so she I deserves shit on Black Friday. <laughs> the fucking you act like people don't pay stuff on credit. Like credit ain't in your household. I swear they make every every time the government gives black people anything. So so only supposed to only exactly exactly. That's all. Like these lies y'all tell. These lies y'all tell because y'all are the ones that are going to. So that's why I want this election to come up. I want Trump to get in. I want him to take. See, at some point, it's where like you were saying. I got to look out for myself. Like, I'm trying to look out for my fellow black people. And this is what I really want to be talking to because I can be mad at white people all day long. But I'm trying to talk to black people because I feel like everybody ain't up on our levels right now. And us and those black women that are educated are starting to gulf 
further a fucking part. And we keep trying to, because that's what we do in our spirit, help y'all out and try to tug y'all with us. But the tug is getting a little heavy and we might have to let y'all motherfuckers go i mean have let go yes and i think more of us need to fucking let y'all go okay if you want to have him guess guess who he's coming after because it ain't gonna be me shit i could be (laughs) i could be scared about the coming up election but quite frankly what 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 fuck i'm in the higher tax bracket now so anything that happens it benefits me but i'm talking on your behalf some of y'all don't even fucking understand that. That some people are in positions of power that would be doing good and are speaking for your dumb asses don't even understand that we speaking for your dumb asses to be better. That's I mean, when do we get fed the fuck up? That's one of the things I don't understand. Like, how you homeless and a Republican? You are literally fighting yourself. And that's the shit I don't get. Like, if you're not a rich, wealthy person... I don't, I don't understand why you would vote Republican because you're voting against yourself. Like you can't be that fucking stupid, but they are. And it makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I don't, sense. I don't, I don't get it. And they say it all the time that poor white people would benefit if they, oh, they align with most. black people. Yes. It's like, if you like. I remember I remember watching this documentary in one of my sociology class where it was this like hillbilly ass white family. They were they 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 sounded stupid. They were on Medicaid, Medicare housing, and they were talking about how they were Republican. And wow. a person was trying to explain, like he was like, Do you like asking the questions about, you know, are they you don't on know. No, they're are really you on dumb. government assistance? Yes. Are you on a fixed income? Yes. So why are you Republican? And they were like, well, everybody in my family is Republican. That's that's not an answer. And that's one of the reasons Airport why I, right. Like I say, like, I, I'm a strong believer that education does not have to come into, like, in an institution. Like, you don't need to go to college mm-hmm. to get smarter. But you do need to leave your environment. Because if everything you were taught mm-hmm. is from your family, I promise you, you're not as smart as you think you are. And it wasn't until I left my house that I realized that, do you know how long I thought that if you turned on the light when you were driving, you were going to get pulled over by the police officer? <laughs> because that's what my mama told me. You can't, you can't, you, if you turn, you know, the light in the car, the, the, oh, that's illegal. <laughs> that's illegal. Then why why is the light in here if you can't use it? I dropped something. I can't turn the light on. Dude, I figured that's out. That's why we be calling Totinos, Tostinos. We probably had that shit inceptionized when our childhoods. And then they told us all this wrong shit. And then we grew up and now we think we in a parallel universe. But we also just been not educated. Yeah. So it's so so true. Like, because when you're younger, you think your parents know everything. And it's not until you become a parent, you realize they didn't know fucking shit Did not a goddamn no. it then and, some of the and, shit y'all really fucking up like what the hell and then and then the problem was is that my my parents didn't even want to know the truth y'all was just spewing nonsense oh, this child still don't want to know the truth i'm like dude <laughs> i should not be telling you about events that you were 30 years old that happened i'm like what the fuck was you doing <laughs> <laughs> not not it. like what you got to be paying attention man what the fuck you been paying attention to oh, it's, then it's, they be like, oh, I was just surviving ain't surviving ain't got nothing to do with a book at the library bitch it's a fucking free 
Turn, turn, or like, did you not watch the news like one it, time I, in your adulthood? It once. I mean, some big yeah. ass events. I told you she didn't know about Watergate. She didn't know. <laughs> then she tried to be telling me stuff after the fact. Oh, did you know that you know February Black History Month was only a week? I'm like, I've been through that. I've been through that. How are you just now knowing this? You are sixty. You're si- you you grew up when they were still having the segregation signs. How the fuck you not know this? That's crazy. Like, that come is... on. Some of y'all do need to just like, seriously. And don't be like, oh, it's too, I'm too old. I can't learn. No, you can learn. You can learn. Stop acting like, don't put yourself. No, you can open your mind. Come on now and learn something. Don't, don't just put yourself down because you older. Cause that's just laziness. In my mm-hmm. opinion, a straight up laziness question though, that we haven't touched on. As black mothers, I don't have a son, but you two do. Do you think that having not black fathers in the household has more of a negative impact on the black youth? Like, because I feel like our black men, like out of all of the categories, we are struggling with ours the most. Our black women are really outdoing our black men. I, I can't, I only know, since I only have the one child and the one white baby daddy, I don't know anything about, like, anything. Like, I can't I guess I should on... say fathers in the house, but I'm saying black fathers because, it, like, in Oakland and Louisiana, a lot of places right now, I was like, gonna say, a lot of single Der- black mothers and no <laughs> Right, but De- Derek has his, his father, he's just mm-hmm. white, so I, I, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know that I'm able to speak on this. Yeah. But I, I, I grew up in a two parent house. So my mom married my stepfather when I was five and it did not do anything. They both, if, if I feel like if you have a single mother and she is, I don't know how to say this. I should say a single parent just in general, but they are, they teach you well. They, you, they teach you emotional intelligence. They teach you education. They teach, even if it's just, basic human understanding and knowledge you know how to how to survive I feel like you'd be better off because like I said I grew up my stepfather has been he was he was in my life for most of I would say the majority of my my life my mom divorced my father when like before I was even old enough to understand that they were even married like in Georgia back then if you were pregnant by your husband you couldn't divorce him that was their law so mm-hmm. my mom said as soon as she had me, she filed for divorce. So I don't ever remember a time when my when my mom and dad were married. But my mom married my stepfather when, when we were five. And I, I know I've never told you this, but there were times. I didn't know it at the time because I didn't have an understanding of what homelessness was. But there were times. My mom had five of us. My little my my stepfather has my little sister, my little brother. So two of the two of those kids were his, and then I had my sisters from my dad's um, marriage, um, my mom and dad's marriage. So there was five kids. So it was a household of seven when we literally didn't have anywhere to live, and we were staying in a hotel. And that that happened on and off for a lot, like a long time in my life. So having two parents, even one of them is a black male, didn't change anything. I still think that they were terrible parents. So I don't know that it makes a difference. You can have one parent is that one parent is a strong parent. It can, you could still 
have a good life and learn. I don't think it'll change. But if you have, like, my stepfather is, a, he's sexist. He is, uh, I don't know, he isn't very educated. This is all stuff I know now as an adult. Because I told you, I don't know if I told you guys about how he has three kids that are around Derek's age. And he had a stroke, I want to say in 2020 or something like that. And we that's when we found out about them. And now they live close to me and my little sister. And I help take care of them all the time. And just this Christmas, and this is a man who has already raised a whole bunch of kids. One, there, There's a, the oldest is 13. Actually, he just turned 14. Then there's a 12-year-old, and then there's a 9-year-old. So they're around the same age as Derek. One of them is goes to school with Derek. They were over for Christmas, and the middle one, who's the tallest and the longest and the biggest, was wearing a kid. He was wearing a shoe that was still a kid's shoe. It was a 6. Derek wears a 9. I was like, what? I was like, do these shoes hurt? And he's like, no. We had to go, we took them to the store or the, like the, the shoe store and had them like get there. All of them. I, we got them their uh, measurements. He was wearing a, no, no, no. I'm lying. It was a five and a half. He wears a nine and a half. So he was oh. wearing sizes, four sizes too small. In there. I don't know, but it couldn't have been comfortable, but he didn't have a choice. And I know, like I said, I know there was times when we were like that too. And you're not going to say, oh, these hurt because. What is it going to do if they, they're not going to buy you another pair of shoes? This man had a whole nother set of kids and he was terrible with the first ones. So that's what I'm saying. Like having to, a two parent has having a male in the household. If he's terrible at being a parent, it's not going to help. And I know, I know personally women who had their kids the right way. They were dating, they married, they had kids and their husband don't do shit. They might as well be a single mom. He go to work, the, the the lady works too, but she comes home and she takes care of the kids and he does absolutely nothing. So Come on, I, child, I, you just put yourself I, in there. She needs to say hi. She's looking a little sad. Oh, she wasn't she, had to do it. She, and I said, did she just get like dressed? Oh, that was cute. She, she put goes, on a fine, can you buy no. me a tampon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wasn't supposed to read that out loud. What an ass. No, I was, was reading out. She slid me a thing and gave it to me, and I started reading it. Like, what the fuck? How about just send me it. a damn text, and then I'll read it later instead of giving it to me right now, like I'm supposed to read it right, like I'm not supposed to read it right now. I didn't even know if people still pass notes. I didn't even know what the note said. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it either. But oh, she, she embarrassed her. She ran away. She wants does to try she tampons does, because does she does she know that I I've had my period since I was twelve. That's why I told her, bitch, I had my parents since I was 10. Get over it. You act like for some reason. That's why you I told know her, how it is, though. I know. But she's like, I guess because she's like, oh, don't tell them. I was like, but you want to know how I they feel business? Like, right. I feel like I feel like we would be the best people to tell. We we know yeah, what periods exactly. are. That's why I'd be like, girl, you have to stop. Especially if it's women that knows your mother and that she's comfortable with. Like, you got to. I'm trying to get her to come into the world, though, because she is having, like, Ooh, she's still stuck on that umbilical cord. I got to get her off. I'm like, uh-uh, you 15 now. You have got to... Uh-uh. Hey, 15. That's crazy. You're about to be 15. 
15 years old, but they penalize the girls who wear tampons or who wear pads because she has swim class. So if you don't want, if you have a pad, you get points taken away because you have to sit out. But if you have a tampon, you can swim. No. Yeah, I'm already sending a note. Uh-uh. I was gonna say absolutely not. I was uh-uh. not. I wasn't comfortable enough to do that until I was no longer a virgin. So I think that's crazy. Trying yeah. to stick something up there. That's why I said I'm like, no, no, we're gonna be having a, a talk. You're not deducting any points. They should be right. able to sit out, or that that's just what it is. Or give us something else to do. I don't know what you want me to tell you. But and even I'm points. telling you, and even when I wear Tim, I still don't go swimming. I don't feel comfortable. Y'all better get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, Tampons is just not. You gotta go find that fucking string. That is a journey. And it's not like it's not. And, and if you have a heavy, I don't flow, use tampons, so I don't know. I'm just. I'm just what telling I'm you. It does. It's not like it's a cork, and you could just plug the shit up. It's still gonna come out. Thank you. That's why I be saying. I be thinking the same thing. I'm like, what is it supposed to just automatically circle no, all up? I'm like, I have no I, idea what this it, is. They they don't understand clearly. Because it, it has to be a male teacher because there's no way a female teacher exactly. would allow some shit like that. There's absolutely no... I guarantee you're going to go to that school and that teacher's a fucking dude. Because yeah. he must think you could just put pop a cork in there and stop the blood flow. Because that's, that's not how that fucking works. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm angry for her. <laughs> Oh no, when I heard it, I was like, that's not happening. But put the, when you go up there and talk to them, I need it to be on speakerphone and I need to be in the room. Because <laughs> I got some shit to say. I'm angry. The I had enough shit to say. I was like, bitch, you gonna try to force like, someone to take some tampon? You get the fuck like, out of here. Wait, wait a minute. Pause. Here. Mimi. <laughs> 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 She's a I'm like, hold on, hold on. Um, you need no. to call a friend. Let me call a friend. Let me call a friend. I will happily take that call. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. Well, Christine, I'm kind of not understanding your question about the whole thing of parenting, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I will say this. Swing back to you because you probably have a lot more experience. I guess. Let me rephrase it. I think within the black community the absence of fathers is blamed on a lot of the the, uh, the 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 manifestation of crime and violence between the young black youth. Do you believe that that is a, a correct assessment or do you think that assessment is flawed? It's and flawed. I think that Mimi yeah, gave a really good so- example of why it's flawed, <laughs> but I do want to bring it up because a lot of people, I mean, I swear to God, I was watching this documentary in Oakland and they was just like, no black fathers, man. Like that was the that was the I think the problem. statistically nowadays that's not true. I remember seeing someone put out a statistically there's like black married couples, the percentage is a lot higher. I I gotta find it. So I'll say is this about it. Um the most important parent is a present parent. Mm-hmm. Period. Facts. Say it again. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can be you could be a two-parent household, not be present, and your child could be out there in the street doing God knows what, because I've seen it. I, I, I have too. <laughs> right. So it's about being present. It's about being there for your kids, being there for whatever 
the situation is and educating your children. And for me, that was important to me. Um, is be, you know, they were not, they were not home by themselves. They were not, I mean, they were, but I'm just saying until a certain age and even then, Oh, you're right. Yep. <laughs> right the home, okay. Go ahead. But Go ahead. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was important to me to educate my kids. Like I've said many times, um, and another thing is, I didn't get along. I mean, we talked about this offline. I didn't get along with my kid's father, um, my younger two kids' father. Um, but I facilitated, I mean, I put my feelings aside because it wasn't about me. It was about oh my their God. relationship. Let me say, say that for those in the back, because some people can't hear. Put, 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 the, put, the, put the volume all the way up. What was that once again? It wasn't about me. It was about them and their relationship with their father. And it's like, it wasn't my place to to do anything with that other than just facilitate whatever that is. So I kept my feelings and my thoughts and whatever the case may be about their father to myself. I, a matter of fact, even though when we divorced, it was in the divorce decree that he was supposed to, you know, pay for, you know, any time for visits. He's supposed to pay for them to come out to see him because we were living in two different states at that point. But I still, because he would make excuses, I would just uh, arrange to meet halfway just so they can have that relationship because I felt it was important. I think it's important for boys to have a relationship with, you know, same-sex children to have a relationship with their parent, their same-sex, you know, parent, like boys for their fathers and women for you know with their daughters. I still think that's an important relationship to um, to to nurture. However, um, and of course I did that. Um, and to me, my thing is, unfortunately, he wasn't the greatest person in the world, as y'all I've explained offline. And so I'm like, they're just going to unfortunately find out the not so great things about their dad on their own. It's not going to be because I'm you know, brainwashing them and mm-hmm. saying this and that and the other. It's just something they'll learn through time. And then as they learned it, what I ended up doing is explaining, you know, like, see how you feel about this? You know, see, remember that feeling. So when you have children, you don't want them to feel that way. You don't want them to go through that same thing that you're feeling right now, whatever it is that went on with their dad. And so I just use those as teaching moments and learning moments as they were learning, as they got older as teenagers and their dad wasn't like, I think at 14, I stopped doing the, I'm going to meet you halfway thing because it was putting a strain on me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it's really, and they can, and you could facilitate that with your children on your own, whether that be put them on a plane, you know, it it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to necessarily be me. They're old enough where I felt comfortable. They can fly on their own. They can mm-hmm. do whatever the case may be. And definitely when they were learning to draw, when they were had their license, um, I felt like I could be more hands-off. So I I think it's it, it's important to a certain extent. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's a toxic um, relationship, then, then that's that's something to evaluate on that level. But he, was, he loved his boys. So I never questioned that, that he didn't love his children when they were younger, but he did some certain things as they were older, almost adults, that was questionable. I mean, which is why they no longer have that type of relationship with him. Remember but that old it wasn't adage? because of me. 
Yeah, you remember that old adage, all you have to do is love your children? It's like, no, you, you still got to teach them. You got to teach them. <laughs> you got to teach them. I've seen a lot of, of serial killers where their moms really love them into the end, and they still turned out to be monsters. So loving yeah. them is, is not the only, it's not that only simple. Thing. It's why you always hear us, and I think someone, because when I said this on the Facebook group, <laughs> and one of my white uh, old friend colleagues, male, you know, I would say things like, oh, they get on my goddamn nerves. Like how we always be talking about kids on a consistent basis and fuck them and all this other thing. And it's just like, y'all so negative about your children. That's like, no, 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 no. Look at the result. Look, mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't look at what I'm saying to you on Facebook. Look at the result. I'm venting because I've literally sacrificed my patience, my time, Mm -hmm. my energy. I have went in circles. I have crushed down so many of my personal feelings just so I can give this person the right information so that they can get them. I've had to go through the most annoying questions humanly possible that I don't have time or want to discuss. When I'm venting about how I hate it here, it's because I'm mentally in anguish in my existence because I'm making sure this child next to me is having a better one. And I don't think you get it because you don't know how far in my story and how much that was bankrupt. So you don't understand that all of that talking, it's just me getting out frustration of just how much sacrifice it's going yeah. into me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I am and a then, person. I got my own shit going on. But right. now I have another person shit going on. Like right. they're and not rational. Not taking it, right. And you're not taking it out on them. And I think that's the part people are missing. <laughs> I'm, taking I'm, it out. I'm, I'm venting on this platform, but I I there's yeah. people who go that- vent to their child and their child thinks that like has this concept of them hating them because they keep yelling at their child because their life's miserable. I they're, feel like well, they're blaming them for everything that's not their fault, but yes. it is something that you are feeling as a person. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to spend $60 for this dress. I'd rather spend $60 on something I want. I Every time you come, every time I'm awake, I'm like, oh my God, every day you got something that you need. And it's always at the last fucking minute after you knew I just went to the store. It's just those things that it bothers everybody. But when I'm yelling online, that is not how I'm reacting at my home. In my No, that's not how I'm treating my child. I can't even curse in front of my child without my child being like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, girl, that's a grown ass person, motherfucking adult. I could curse if I wanted to. But that's just, that's her expectation from me. Like, now you ain't a cursor at me because you treat me with respect and you tell me, when I'm fucking up and you tell me why and you give me all this other stuff. So yeah, it's a fucking struggle to be a good parent. It is. (laughs) In a present, like you said, a present parent. Because you are now dealing with two people, yourself and them. And if you got a man involved, oh, fuck it all. Because now you got the third one too. I mean, and and sometimes that's a help and it's also a headache. That's why I ain't got one. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm going to get a help or a headache and I don't want to roll the dice. <laughs> That's fair. 
at some point I won't have to give in because I really, really want someone to pay half these bills. But, <laughs> but it is someone else that I'm going to have to juggle. And no matter how much I would love it otherwise, it seems like there is no, that the heaviest burdens always seem to fall on black female shoulders. I don't know why it is. I don't know what the fuck the universe got against us. Maybe because we're the most survivalists that they just go, well, if it ain't you, then we all fucked. I mean, do you not feel like that way when you're at home? Like, if I don't do this, I, this I shit is going to come back. all the time. I tell you that all the time. That's, I'm telling you, my this like Chris. I don't know. I I feel like I did tell you for Christmas. I was just over it. Like I didn't wrap not a motherfucking thing. I didn't go Christmas shopping. I put the tree up, and I was like, I had. I was like, you guys, can you put these decorations up? Nobody did it. The tree. I mean, it finally got decorated, but it wasn't by me because I fucking quit i was like i can't i mentally don't have it in me anymore i am done i'll reset and start over in january and that's what i did so serious because i was like i'm mentally exhausted i can't take anymore i feel like i'm doing everything all the time and it never ends it's just constant and i was oh oh, oh over also it. sorry you're correct on that but i i all forgot to ask the question why is it when they're talking about the racist bitches in the world and, and we see the Trump rallies and they talk about the Trump people, they never show the white women. They always show the ignorant ass country backwards folks, but they never show the the print suits and the pumps walking in the corporate that are also part of the problem. Why why do they why do they diminish the impact of white women on the worst things that happen in this country? Sorry, white friends, but you know I, that I, that you, I have you, no idea. This is this is this is a statistic. Okay, we're not just making this shit up. You guys are out there wilding. <laughs> Those white bitches are out there wilding right now, and they're setting the tone for a lot of things. And I feel as if they go <laughs> under the radar and they put out the ignorance that we associate stereotypically with what that looks like as racist, you know, people, but we don't focus on, like I said, the quiet ones. I'm sure it's intentional. I don't know. I just know that, you know, people's political vote is always like, I remember growing up and it's like, oh, I can't talk about that. That's private, but it's, it's, it's a kept secret on purpose. They don't want people to know the truth. I think, especially now being seen as a racist is like a bad public image and people don't like they'll quietly vote for Trump, but it's it, especially at the, I feel like this time, this third, this third vote ballot, I feel like people are going to be even more quiet about it because you can't have gone through his first term and think that the second time he becomes president is going to be any better. So People are going to be quiet about it. And we know white women are the ones that put him in office. Everybody statistically knows it, but we know statistically a lot of things. People still be spewing nonsense. So true. I just like to I bring think... it up occasionally just to remind <laughs> us all what the true story is. Because you know, I swear, I swear to goodness, I keep on 
waiting for someone to have like a national story about it and I ain't seen shit yet. <laughs> Shy ain't even got nothing to add to that. No, I don't. I don't. So what else do y'all want to talk about? Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't want to, I really don't even care about them at this moment either because they get on my nerves and I've had enough talking about my boss this week. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say this about uh, just to finish up with the video thing. The one thing that should be really emphasized is the fact that it's about narratives. And I said it earlier. That's the one thing that we as Black people need to step back and really see. I mean, just like with the politicians, they're putting out a narrative and we gotta we gotta stop just taking those things at face value. And that's to me what the, the guy was saying. It's like, they're saying we're dirty, yet they hire us to clean their house. They say we're uncivilized, yet we were watching their kids. You know what I mean? It's like, so that can't be the case if they're having us do these things that they're saying the opposite of. And so it's like, look beyond what is being said about you and see the truth. And it's like, and, and embrace the truth and not the narrative that is being put out there, not the perception that's being put out there, not buy into what people are saying about you because if that were true, then X, Y, and Z would not be happening. And so that's to me, are they putting, or if, if they, you know, they're saying we can't read, then why put laws in place to prevent us from reading? We can't read. We don't have the ability to learn how to read. So why do you need to put this law in place to prevent us from doing something that you said we can't do anyway? So it's like, just look beyond, look behind the curtains, look behind the scenes and really question what these things that are being said about us are all about and not take things at face value. That's my takeaway from all of that. And that's something that I refuse to do. You're not going to tell me something. You're going to have to provide me with the facts. You're not going to say just like the affirmative action. You're not going to sit there and say this benefits black people when I know for a fact that it does not. So stop putting that narrative out there. We're getting rid of affirmative action. People automatically believe, oh, good. This well, is not, stick it in It's not face. an excuse. When did I benefit from, I have not benefited from affirmative action Exactly. If that's the exactly. case, then I should have got the job over fucking Suey Z that couldn't get the job, but instead exactly. she still got fucking hired anyway. So what what is affirmative action been doing for me? Right, and that's what I'm saying. But the politicians, the 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 people want you to believe that mm-hmm. this is negatively affecting black people when it's not true. It is not. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some have been of it, but the majority has been, like I said, white women. And if you go and look into it, and the people that are more most ignorant about that is white people. They really do believe that this that, that we're benefited the most, which is why they're happy about it. But the ones that's going to be affected the most is white women. So that's to me. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. That you know, for all the black people that are listening to this, you know, we got to take back our own power. We got to take back our own self. We have to understand our own self worth. And know what we're about and push it. We got to push it. Ain't it weird though that we raised their children for so yeah. long and yet they still grew up to be racist? I know. It's so strange. It's like the weirdest shit. Like, 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 I, yo, my nipple, you were drinking the, the milk because we all know that for 
not just yeah. even longer uh, wet nursing before yeah. slavery that they did not breastfeed their own children. So here we are, you suckling at my breast, my immunity. Because let, let's start off at the beginning, right? About why black people were chosen as slaves in the first place. Black people, one, we really got to get out of this idea that white people are the only thing that enacted slavery. It's a lie. It's a lie. It didn't happen that way. It started with the Spanish, then the Portuguese, then the Dutch, and the fucking English came in last. Okay? That is the the thing. Okay? Most of, when we talk about the Americas and slavery, it didn't just happen in North America. It happened in South America. It happened in the Caribbeans and the Bahamas. These are all ancestors of slaves so when we're talking about the slavery story all of them are included then we get to the last part of slavery which is what we call the institutionalized slavery which is basically the ass end of slavery when the white people jumped to get as much money as they possibly could now that they had a continent that they fucking got free and didn't know how to manage and then when they tried to use the indigenous population, well, they died out because of the diseases. Why were black slaves the most cherished? Because they were immune to most diseases. You can take them to hot weather and they would be good in the sun. Most other races could not do this. They were hard. The black men particularly were like workhorses. But not only that, they were prolifically pushed out of Africa, not just stolen, pushed out of Africa by Christian Africans who realized that they could profit from the colonial people, right? Profit from them by using Catholicism because as a Catholic, you cannot enslave another Catholic. So, hey, how do I get myself some power? Well, I'm going to take over this tribe and annihilate them from ever being able to come by by selling their entire tribe into slavery. And that is our story that we act like is only, we only examined the last 200 years of that and not the thousand years that came before. So we were chosen by all the continents in the world to be the very best commodity on the fucking planet. Yes, that is degrading, but also saying something about the value of us just as being born. We are innately better. And if we can innately just be better and we flex that and stop worrying about how we got to be like, cause that story is that story and it's a fucking complicated story. And, and trust me, it doesn't come out with us looking at our own people. Cause we talk about black on black crime, but honestly that shit been happening. We just ain't been aware of it. We got issues in our own culture that we personally can't even address because we still playing these old ass games. So what you saying all makes sense about why we were chosen to be here. And then we continue to what? Build their roads, build their highways, educated their children, raise their children, cook their food. They wouldn't eat, you know, in most cultures they can't even eat shit because we... We had to put the spices on there. That's why the spice thing is done. Like they knew what spices were, but they didn't know what the fuck to do with them. Put black people in the kitchen with collard greens. All of a sudden, white people eating collard greens. So knowing that power, why do we, like you said, she was saying, 
why is it that we continue to pre- like we we say black power as a movement but we don't live into that at all because we are we're honestly living in a form of laziness that they have told us we are and then we are not flexing all of the things that they know we can do which is why they are shitting in their boots right now at the idea that we are even taking over the fucking workforce in 40 years because they know mediocre is not going to cut it anymore not when you got all this fucking prolific good shit in the in the in the way it's like why do i have to settle for mediocre especially if i can pay you lower because that's another thing we also accept that shit we accept taking very we accept half of what you would give a white person not me no more exactly. i know that's yep. right mm-hmm. that's one thing i can say about me I know my worth and that's that's why I will I left being a regular bedside nurse and I will never go back unless the pay is what I know I deserve. But some are expl- I'm not talking even talking about us in America. This is this is other countries. Like talking other countries, like I say I can talk about America's problems, but then I talk about other people's problems. And it it's not to negate ours. It's just whew, when you know that's all you're going to get, like we can sit here, we, we're talking about what we want to have and what we need to do to get there. Imagine all you're talking about is how do I even get a fraction of what you got? There but are I honestly, that, go ahead. I, no, I was just going to say, I feel like, now I'm not saying it has to be a black Americans, but I feel mm-hmm. like if, one group, like very solid, strong group of black people could, if we could all get together and we do better, it would benefit everybody the same way white privilege benefits white people all over the country, all over the, I mean, all over the world. In some places yeah. though, because in Russia, it ain't benefiting them at fucking all. And I think I think that's the Russian difference between <laughs> the the difference between me and you is that I felt like I feel like the world sucks. I know that. But I can't focus on other people's problems when I know that we have our own. So I mm-hmm. I know you're looking at other places because you know it could be worse. I'm focusing on the United States because I don't want it to get worse. That's just, that's just. And that's fair. Oh yeah, no, and I don't even look over there for like, oh man, I need to get involved in there. I don't fucking live there. I don't know. I I can't speak on what anything's. I'm looking over there thinking, I'm putting in perspective my own, my own, I guess that's where I go into the emotional side of it. I'm putting in perspective my own anger, my own unjustness. You know, because sometimes you can just feel like well, shit is unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. But it also, but it's unfair for everyone like that. And it could be so much more unfair. I guess it's just a humbling experience for me to make myself more appreciate those things that, yeah, like I said, I can focus on the things that are not changing, but I also can see the things that it gives me appreciation for the things that have changed. And that's where I go with the negative bias. I think that's just humans as general. We like to focus on the negative. That's where our energy pops, but we do not spend enough time focusing on the positive thing. It's a simple concept. Like with my daughter, 
she asked for a Twix. I bought her a Twix, um, some chocolate ice cream, and something else that she hadn't even asked for, but she only asked for the Twix. The next day, oh, I really want some chips. She's not thinking about the Twix and the ice cream she just got yesterday. She's thinking about what else she wants. And I think when you do that, and that's the same thing, I'm like, you didn't appreciate any of those extra things that you got yesterday because you're just thinking about constantly what else I can get. And that is only a pleasure, a leisure of a society that mm-hmm. has the, the 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 time to focus on these things. Like, I'm grateful for the democratic system in America because that means I don't have to worry. We're able to have these conversations right now because we don't have to worry about food, water, diseases, things that other people just, they're not even at. Like the world is, when we talk about, only talk about like the the gap in wealth and stuff, we put it in our perspective of Americans. Yes, of course, we're Americans. But honestly, what they're really talking about is those third world countries that still ain't even out of the stone age. So when we're getting richer, even if we're, it's a dollar an hour more or just minimum wage, we're still gaps away from some other people. So, it, so it's not so much as, as um, the idea of trying to, conquer the world or, or try to see all the world in, in one side of things it's just in order to understand the full human experience I have to understand fully what's going on around the globe that's all, that's all I got to say <laughs> I get it I get I really get passionate it. about it because it's just it's just it's fascinating to me the lives I never even expected people to live and the lies that just you just wake up and there's fucking an explosion. Like I can't imagine that as my life. And yeah, then you see these true. people that are just dealing like, with it. Right. And there's like literally a war going on in Gaza. Like that that's a whole like that's a whole different thing. I mean, it's just so too. different when you see that and you're just like and again, it's not to say, Oh man, I should just be sober, I shouldn't have any complaints. It's more like Man, it, it, it could be worse. It, it could, it could be a be lot worse. worse. Look at the people who are living in those situations, right? The difference of people who are living in those. They ain't sitting here going, well, if the government would just, they're got a shotgun in their fucking hands and they've never been trained to be in the militia. You know, these are people who are having to live in existence that is so different from your own. That it's just more like, imagine my mind having to be in that mind. And they're so, they're just admirable, some of them. They're so strong and they're so humble and they're just, you know, and the one they just walk in this one black woman, they can't, they can't go out in public because they can still be beaten just for saying something to a man. And these are black women. These are not white women. This is us because we also want to be a part of that story. We want to know our story. That's part of our story. And so we're relating to black women having not the same struggles, but struggling. And we learned something from them based on how they're dealing with their struggle. That helps maybe with me internalize and mentally be healthy enough to deal with things in my struggle. 
Because getting mentally healthy is also a part of it. At least from my perspective. That is true. I don't know. I just need to watch the videos, man. They're fucking crazy. They be like, if my life ends today, my life ends today. And I'm like, they really fucking just... Like, we don't have commitment in the same capacity. <laughs> we just don't. We don't. We talk a lot of this, but how many people are actually going out in the streets? Yeah. And that's another something we have to also, like, take some ownership. It's like, yeah, how much are we willing to put our, our mouths on the line? Because I sure don't think it's going to be like the other people. We ain't trying to have... Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Now when the, now we, we we get mad at the protests, wait till they actually throwing fucking bombs at back at you with no damn regret and no repercussions. That's a whole different type of life is all I'm saying. I'm going to have to agree with that. <laughs> yep. I do. That makes me happy sitting by watching my tunes. Like, let me go ahead and watch this cable that I paid for. Maybe I should be happy I got to pay this cable bill. Agreed. And people need to stop saying that too. I like we saw the meme. Like, leave us alone if we want to stay home. Or people telling us that we need to get out and do something and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I pay for the comforts a, of this life. It is expensive out there. So yeah. absolutely not. Not only expensive, I pay for the thing. Like these things are not inexpensive. These lights are high as hell. That gas <laughs> is high as hell. Them groceries yeah. are fucking extortion. Okay? $5 should not be for a tomato or a bag of chips. That's not, it's not okay what we're doing out here. It's bad. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, I agree. I'm going to sit in this house because <laughs> I've paid enough. I've paid enough. Absolutely. I'm sip on this wine up in here that didn't cost <laughs> me $6 a glass. We're like $6 for both bottles, bitch. Anyhow, kinda, I'm just rambling at this point. You know, I'm gross not... ass wine are you drinking? You know, I don't buy wine, but if you broke and you buy that Brox wine, shit, it's two for six at it's... fucking uh, at Walmart. Giant Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> gross. You know, look, I tell you, <laughs> you know, back, back in the day, when you thought about a six-figure salary, you thought you made it. And now Absolutely. it's like <laughs> No. And now that's that's like that's like middle class now. Yeah. It's right? like it's right? like, damn, they definitely moved the goalposts on this shit. Right? Like what? They moved the goalposts right when I fucking got there. Jeez. <laughs> Just get up the hill. Did I send you guys that meme? It was it was uh, saying the same thing. It's like when you when you finally make it to the middle class, but now in the middle class is really the lower class. <laughs> and it was the girl, a girl crying like like. Send me that meme. Yeah, I think, I think so. you need to send me that meme. It's like I felt that. I, I felt, felt that. that. I feel I that too. Because shoot, like, I'm already looking at. We all look at our taxes right now, going why? <laughs> they working on mine, but I'm not. I don't have any expectations as long as if i can just break even i'll be fine because i i definitely don't don't want to pay anything but they said they changed just, the tax inflation for next year they paid they did the inflation act so now you're supposed to get less taken or whatever whatsoever the reverse 
It's supposed to let you have more on your tax checks. I didn't read the whole damn bill, but that's that's the gist of what I got. <laughs> I hate them bills. I never be understanding what they be saying anyway. It is a whole bunch of jargon. That's why I said I got the gist of it. <laughs> more money on my check. Uh, okay, supposedly. Girl, why did your room look all smoky, shy, like you just puff, puff, give the blunt? It's all hazy. What? I don't know. I, you saw me the whole time. <laughs> no, it was clear the whole time. Right now, it's okay. Anything else like, y'all would like? Because we got five whole minutes. No, I think Mimi is going to sleep. Mimi is going I, to sleep. No, I, it's I, my, I, my, my eyes are just disappearing. <laughs> I don't even think they can. I, like, I'm trying to hold them open. Like, I am awake. Thank you very much. Are you making fun? Are you guys making fun of my glasses? No, no, I love your glasses. I, I didn't know like, these were glasses at first. I thought she had like chinchillas on. Sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know. What? Is that a is that a popular brand? I, I thought chinchillas. I swear I to God, I have about. aged. I thought chinchillas years. was an animal. What? A chinchilla? Isn't that an is animal? It? Isn't it? An I don't know. Maybe. Uh, What's a popular brand? Coach. Do they Girl, have coach glasses? I don't Louis know. Vuitton. I, there we go. They say Louis Vuitton. Uh, do I look like I got Louis Vuitton fucking glasses? Uh, money? Bitch, the way you be I, doing that hair, I be thinking so. I be thinking so. What? <laughs> she be getting her hair did. Mm. Her hair did. I her do. Hair. I mean, I I do get my hair done more often than yes, you. But you get, the, yes, yes. But I be like but one out every six fucking months. Right, but but it's because I actually wear my hair long enough that the it, it be money, the money's worth it. You get your a uh, sew in and wear it for two days. I know you, you, she had her braids in for what four weeks. Yeah, right. girl. The last time we saw her, uh, she went to Jamaica, came back, and was in her straight. And then like, it was out. Right. That's it. That's <laughs> my mother hated that hairstyle too. She was like, oh, really hate that. She always hates my hair. So now I'm finally gonna go to someone that's her person. She hates them. She didn't like the braids? No, she thinks all of them suck. (laughs) She has never complimented my hair once. (laughs) But I also play with my braids. That's why I take them out because I will sit there and just play with them eight hours a day to the point that I have calluses on my fingers because that's how I will play in my hair. So that's why I take them out. I can only have them last so long because I have very, very, very bad uh, trichotomania issue. So that's why I take them out. Because you best believe if I could keep them in longer for that $200 to $300 I spent for them, I really, 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 really would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get them if, if I could, if it, because I feel yeah. like it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. Hi, Darren. How y'all doing? He, that, he can't hear you because I have my headphones in. Oh. Darren. Yeah. He's probably going to work. Like, yeah. There, <laughs> Christina and Shy are saying hi. Yeah, he said hi from China. China. Girl, you ain't in China. Shut up. She is in Ohio. Is this thing only supposed to be two hours long? Yes. Oh, we're almost there. I said we got five minutes left. Now we got two minutes. Hello. Hey. He is all the way in the camera. He's in the camera now. Can they hear me? Oh no. He's going to work. Oh, well, have, oh fun. have fun. Can you take that? Let me get that discount card. What? Derek, what? He wants to switch rooms. Oh, God. This is almost over. He can come in here in well, like just, two minutes. I'm just telling you, he asked I, me. <laughs> he he asked ask me. you. 
Yes, okay, you like uh, we're almost done. Can you can we're you uh, it override up. mama so I can go that, in the room? And he like, I know you know he I ain't say, got no I, fucking authority. I was gonna say, I know he ain't say that. He was probably like, <laughs> Dad, can you ask mom if I can That's be in the living room? No, like he's trying to think that if if it comes from Darren, it'll be <laughs> like it'll be like an easier blow. Like, can you please? Mm. Whatever. Anyway, you got forty five seconds. Any any last minute? <laughs> no hot takes. No. We got thirty seconds. No. All yeah. right. <laughs> you got dumps like a truck. 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 No, no, it's like what? Truck. What? What? Maybe we butt. But but let me see that thong hung hung. If you want to send feedback, have any <laughs> topics for our next quarterly uh, get together, blackercouch at gmail dot com. You can. List those comments below. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Black girl magic. Bye. 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 Bye.